It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. Quick disclaimer for all the people watching on YouTube right now. Still struggling to get through it as far as it goes with the voice. So you're going to hear some cracks, some coughs. For the podcast listeners, you do have the fortune of me being able to potentially, excuse me, Edit out things just like that, like coughs, me taking a drink from the water. I'm going to do my best because it's still hard to sit here and to talk for 30 minutes to y'all about the Carolina Panthers without potentially having to do what I just had to do there in coughs. So trying to make it through, trying to talk Panthers, all that kind of stuff. Bear with me. We're working on it. We're going to get better. We're going to make it through. It will all be okay. Now, it might not be okay for the Carolina Panthers. You love that transition, don't you? As far as their NFC South hopes. Now, there's plenty of you out there who are probably not that upset about the Carolina Panthers being in a precarious situation when it comes to the NFC South. Why are they in that situation? Well, they started off the season one and four. They fired their coach after that. Then a new coach they brought in, started P.J. Walker, handcuffed in the first week of the offense. They started off one and five. But since then, they've been better Won three straight at home, but through the first 13 weeks of the season, they're currently sitting at four and eight. And while being in a bad division and trying to capitalize on that, they still don't have much of a margin for error. And we saw that on Monday night when the last time I looked at the score, the Bucks were down at home on Monday night, 16 to three. And the Saints, since Tom Brady has gotten to Tampa, have really owned the Buccaneers in the regular season. I know there was that last game that Drew Brees played in the playoffs where the Buccaneers put the put them behind the woodshed and all that kind of stuff. But still, they have been dominated for the most part during the regular season, the Bucs have, by the New Orleans Saints. So I looked at the score and saw they were up 16-3. I had also noticed that multiple times it seemed like New Orleans was in position to score in the red zone a touchdown, and they didn't do that. Well... That ended up costing them as they lost 17 to 16. Surprise, surprise. Tom Brady did it again. Something he's done throughout his entire career. He did it again. 
bringing back Tampa in a game that they probably should have lost, according to everything that I've read and heard. I did not watch the game. I'm not going to trouble myself by watching Monday Night Football, especially when it's bad teams like Tampa and like New Orleans. And I understand, well, it's pertinent to the things that you got to talk about on the podcast. Well, I'm talking about them right now. I didn't have to watch the game, so I'm good. Not going to waste my time with that. NFL puts too many games on anyways. Not all that interested in a lot of the games that they play. So certainly, that was a game that was important for the Carolina Panthers. As Tampa comes back, wins that game the second time, it seems like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won a game that they had no business winning at home a couple weeks ago when they beat the Los Angeles Rams. That was another game that I actually caught the last part of it and was sitting there wondering, how in the world did Tampa Bay win this game? So there's two games right there the Bucs could have lost. They could be right there sitting at with the same record as the Carolina Panthers. Instead... They have a two-game lead heading into this weekend as the Carolina Panthers go on the road to face Seattle. And a little bit further down south, the Buccaneers go on the road to face the 49ers, who I guess are going to be starting Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, who was affectionately known back at Iowa State as Brocktober. At least October was Brocktober because he played really well in October. But after that, wasn't great. So I wondered how he played in December. And he played quite well in that win that they had against Miami Dolphins in his backup, I guess, relief appearance of Jimmy Garoppolo, who is out for the season, but maybe not out for the season there in San Francisco. So now looking at things with the Carolina Panthers, if they want to be a playoff team, it's pretty straightforward for me. You got to go 5-0. and You got to get to 9-8 and because the Buccaneers, they are, they, they're probably going to lose another game or two. You look at Sunday – if Garoppolo is healthy, you'd figure that was uh, definitely going to be a loss for them. But even after seeing what Brock Purdy was able to do in that offense on Sunday, you have to think that's probably still going to be a loss uh, for Tampa. But we'll see. Either way, I mean, that would bring Carolina within a game. And, of course, the Panthers play the Buccaneers in four weeks, and they can win that game, and then they would be tied. But that would also mean the Panthers – would have beaten Seattle. That would mean they would have beaten uh, Pittsburgh at home and Detroit at home. And they'd have to go on the road and beat New Orleans. So there's no margin for error for the Carolina Panthers. They cannot lose anymore. They need Tampa to come back to them by losing three games. And I just don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Certainly they could lose on Sunday. The Bengals are a team that could beat them. Like they could lose two straight games. I could absolutely see that happening. That could happen. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. And then the Cardinals on the road, not a good football team. Tampa could beat them. They could lose. It's any given Sunday. I don't know. The best case scenario for the Panthers, who have one of the weakest remaining schedules. They're 27th. Tampa Bay's 21st in the league, so slightly tougher because they have to play the 49ers on the road and the Bengals. And the Panthers only really have one game that should be viewed as a tough game. That's on Sunday at Seattle. All that being said, it's like, they, yeah, you want the Bucks to come back to you, but you kind of have to keep winning, and you're going to need to get to at least eight wins, but probably nine if you truly want to win a division. And I understand there's plenty of people out there who don't want them to win a division anyways because they want them to get that quarterback early in the draft. And we'll look at the draft order here in a few moments as the Panthers, based on Monday night's result, are right there in prime position and even – closer to achieving that goal at this point in time. I was reading The Athletic earlier today before I popped on the pod, and they're projecting the Panthers to only really win five games. I think it's like 5.8 win total is what their projection is the remainder of the season. They have the Buccaneers getting to eight wins, and, you know, with math, that would mean the Buccaneers would win the division. So Tampa Bay coming back and winning on uh, Monday night 
means that the Carolina Panthers are one step closer to being in the top 10 of the draft and going after a quarterback, and hopefully that quarterback is the right guy in when they choose him. So we'll see how it works out. But the Panthers really need to win out, and if they don't, they need the Bucs to just completely crater the rest of the season, and it's really hard, even with Tom Brady. I mean, even with them not being great, it's really hard to think a Tom Brady team is going to have that kind of free fall to end the season. It could happen. We'll see. But the Panthers also got to be pretty, pretty damn good. And dare I say perfect if they want to have any chance of winning a division moving forward. Now, because the Panthers are probably not going to win a division, that means that you can start shifting your focus even more to the draft in April. Now, we still have five games left to play. We're still going to talk about the games. We're looking at the updated draft order, which I got wrong a couple times last week. The Panthers are still in really good shape, even when you look at the teams behind them and in front of them. We'll go over it and look at the quarterback pool as we know it right now here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just want to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Mini Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So there is a positive to the Buccaneers coming back and winning on Monday Night Football uh, for some of the folks out there um, who would rather the Panthers lose and get a top 10 pick and be in position to draft a quarterback, which, look, I'm not, when I say that, I'm not trying to sit here and, like, act like those people are crazy and, like, that they're bad fans. Because, like, I mean, be a fan of the team however you want. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be the gatekeeper of Panthers fandom and tell people how to be a fan. I mean, for me, personally, like, doing the pod, like, I want the team to win because I want to be able to talk about, you know, winning football and a good football team. But, hey, they're interesting, though, because yesterday's show, to be honest with you all, I didn't really know what I was going to talk about for Tuesday's show. And then I saw the report that Baker Mayfield was going to be released. I was like, great, fantastic. There's content. Like, they're interesting. I would rather them be good, but at least they're interesting for the most part. It can be a little boring interesting because it's just like you get sick of the losing. But, you know, they're interesting enough for me to do the podcast and not be like, why? Why do I do this at all? Like, I, I don't feel that way. I actually enjoy doing this. But some days are, are certainly harder than others, and it's been difficult. I mean, the last two seasons, not talk about a good football team and to not really have that hope. Like, we were placing our hope in maybe Steve Wilkes is the guy, but, like, guys, if he doesn't, you know, lead the teams to the playoffs, which became less of a, a, prob a probability, as we saw on Monday night with the Bucks win, he's probably not going to be the head coach. And now you have to hope that David Tepper makes the right decision. So it's hard when there's not the hope 
that you can really put in a franchise as far as like the individuals. Now, you can always put the hope into a young quarterback that you draft in the first round. We saw that back when the Carolina Panthers drafted Cam Newton over a decade ago and all of that, what that bring to Carolina. And they need that energy once again. I saw people blindly putting their hope and full-heartedly putting their hope into Matt Corral. Again, who am I to judge? But I'm just sitting there thinking, what are you doing to yourself, people? Let's not kid ourselves. They didn't bring him in here to really be the franchise. I understand what they said um, in their PR campaign, also known as Panthers Confidential. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here about what a new head coach is going to want and what they really believe about Matt Corral and talk about how we want to bring him along slowly. Because typically when you think you got the guy, I know there's different approaches, but typically nowadays it's kind of like, let's get him out there as soon as possible and really find out whether we made a mistake or not. So certainly there are some positives that come from the Panthers being in the top 10. And looking at the updated 2023 NFL draft order as it presently stands, the Houston Texans have a 90% chance to get the number one overall pick. Remember once upon a time, the Panthers had the top chance to do that. Well, that was pretty early in the season. We've seen the Texans are God awful. Surprise, surprise. They're bad again. Like there was bad this year as we thought they were going to be last year. And like, they weren't even that bad last year. Then we were kind of surprised when their coach got fired, whose name I don't even remember. But again, he was the guy who was kind of like, yeah. Oh, David Colley. That's his name. They're like, yeah, which is higher. him? why not? And they're like, yeah, let's get rid of him. And then Lovey Smith. So they'll know what the Houston Texans are going to do in the offseason. Might get a new quarterback. Well, not might. They're going to definitely get a new quarterback. And they might even get another head coach because it kind of makes more sense if you get a new quarterback and then you get a young coach in there other than having Lovey Smith. But I don't live in Houston. I don't really care what they do. Uh, check out Locked on Texans if you want. Um, so they have the number one pick. They're a quarterback needy team. Now, looking at the teams between the Texans and Panthers, who currently sit at sixth overall, the Bears at number two overall have Justin Fields already. They're good. The Seahawks with Geno Smith, I would imagine, if things keep trucking along like they have all season long, they're going to bring back Geno. He's going to be their quarterback next year. He has the experience. He's formerly a guy who was drafted in the second round. They probably think it makes way more sense for them, especially looking at what's happened with Denver and if, freaking Russell's cooked like they got a treasure trove of picks they do not have to get a quarterback right now and if they look at these guys they don't really feel like that guy's their guy they can sit there and, and hang out with Gino and it seems like the consensus across the league right now from everything I read is that Gino Smith is going to be their guy moving forward at least for next season and we'll see what beyond looks like for them out in Seattle the Lions that offense has been really good all year long Jared Goff was cooking on Sunday they're five and seven and they're getting that pick because of the Rams trade. So, for me, the Lions, who have the treasure troves of picks and are also the Lions, they're going to get plenty of chances. And they have a guy who is number one overall pick. So, who's to say the next guy they bring in is going to be any better than Jared Goff? I don't know. It depends also on what they want to do with Dan Campbell because a new head coach might want to bring in a new quarterback. But it feels like right now it's safe that the Lions aren't going to take somebody. Then the Eagles, who – are the best team in the league. They currently have the fifth pick because of the trade with New Orleans, and that's great for Carolina. I know the last couple weeks I've been saying that actually that was going to be the Saints pick or the Saints will be behind the Panthers. Uh, Tankathon.com was unreliable. They kept giving me – like they were telling me like, oh, it's actually the Broncos pick when it's really the Seahawks pick. That's why I was getting all messed up. That's why you got to double-check your sources, folks, and that's what I did. They got Jalen Hurts. They're good there. Then you got the Panthers. So as it presently sits and stands – the Panthers could potentially sit at six overall and get their guy. And you can ask, like, okay, what teams behind them might, you know, come up and try and, you know, jump them. 
Well, the Jags already have Trevor Lawrence. The Cardinals have Kyler Murray. Just paid him. The Colts sitting at nine. And I think they're going to get a little bit closer to the Panthers because that team is bad, y'all. They stink. They might be the team to jump. That's the team to be concerned about is the Indianapolis Colts. If the Panthers cannot, you know, get closer, the Colts are the team. But you got to look at the teams again, as we talked about. The Seahawks already have a ton of picks. Are they really all that inclined? The And the Lions, they already have a ton of picks. Are they really that inclined? Now, they're in the NFC. The Colts are in the AFC, so it's not like they're all that concerned. The Eagles, they got picks. Are they all that inclined? And also, when you're thinking about it, the Eagles might win the freaking Super Bowl this year. So why would they not want to get a top five pick also to make their team even better to go at it again next season? I mean, they're going to be a good team. Like, they're going to have a chance to really compete for a Super Bowl this season, as we've seen. So why, if you're the Eagles, why, why not? We can see what the Colts give up, but the Colts have already made bad trades. And I don't even know if Chris Ballard, the GM, is going to stick around. Because when you think about it, it's really Ballard's decisions, and even Ursay, the owner, that have led to the issues more so than their former head coach and Frank Reich there in Indy. And then behind them, it's the Falcons at 10 with Desmond Ritter, I guess. Um, the Packers are Aaron Rodgers slash Jordan Love. The Raiders with Derek Carr. Who knows what they want to do? The Texans have the 13th pick where they're already going to have a quarterback. Steelers at 14 with Kenny Pickett. The Lions again. I mean, maybe they give you a quarterback there. We'll see. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that. Then the Chargers, like they're going to take one. You might as well take one when you're sitting there in the top four. Chargers have Justin Herbert. Patriots at 17 have Mac Jones. And then the Commanders. The Commandos, those are, that's another team to look at. They're sitting there. I mean, they, they did trade away those assets for Carson Wentz that they could use to potentially trade up. Do they kind of sit back and wait and maybe take somebody right there in the middle of the draft who they could then, you know, lean on? But they also drafted Sam Howell. But they drafted Sam Howell in the fifth round, so I don't really know if they have much of a thought of Sam Howell being their guy. So as I look at it, the Panthers, like, they look like they're in a good spot. And I know there's going to be concern throughout the process. We'll hear rumors and all that. But as it sits right now, with Tampa getting that win, coming back, having a two-game lead, and the Panthers needing to go 5-0, and in my opinion, to win the division, they are one step closer to being right, right where they probably need to be as a franchise. And I would like for them to still be competitive and to still – and then if they're competitive the rest of the way and then they miss out and they don't end up, you know – winning division, I'm cool with that because that's what you want to be able to see is them build on something. I don't think they're going to win enough games they are going to play themselves out of the top ten. Like, they're going to be there again. Like, they become a perennial top ten franchise as far as the NFL draft is concerned, as we've seen, especially since David Tepper took over as the owner here in Carolina. I don't love it, but they got to find a way out of this. And the best way to find a way out of it is by drafting a quarterback conventionally there in the top ten. If you don't have to trade up and get it, even better – it feels like to me the Panthers are going to be in position. And looking at the current quarterback pool, as long as far as the guys we know, Anthony Richardson said he's coming out. He is someone who, God, his bust potential seems high, but that is a freak athlete. He's got a great arm, and he's someone you're thinking, if he just puts it together, he could just dominate this league with his athleticism, with his arm, and his leadership. Bill, like That's a guy that you would love to have here in Charlotte, especially when you look at what we had in Cam Newton. Now, Will Levis, he's already said he's coming out. I don't really love Will Levis. He didn't have a great year this past season working with Rich Scandarello, the OC. They tried to do the same thing they did with Liam Cohen, who's now the OC over the Rams this year when he was in Kentucky back in 2021. I don't know. I don't really see it with Levis, but people are going to love Levis. He's going to be someone who the Panthers are probably going to really look at. He could potentially be here in Charlotte come May. Hinton Hooker, torn ACL. 
not necessarily loving it because of that, but he's also someone who's going to be worth a look. And we expect that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, who both have yet to announce, will come out. Now, Stroud going to be trimmed to play for a national championship, so we're not going to hear from him until the new year. He hasn't made any sort of decision as far as the bowl game, the Sugar Bowl. That's going to be played think, on New Year's Eve. So we'll find out at some point in time, I'm sure, over the next couple of days whether he's going to come out or not. I imagine that he would. And then there's the thought that Tanner McKee out of Stanford could also come out potentially. Not quite sure about that. So the Panthers, again, in short, in a good spot. When you look at the teams in between them and the Texans, between one and six, the Panthers right now, good spot to get a quarterback. The team to really look out for is the Indianapolis Colts. Knowing David Tepper is going to be aggressive, but Jim Irsay also going to be someone who's going to be very aggressive in trying to find a quarterback. And who knows? Maybe they want to stick with Matt Ryan, but it doesn't feel like that's what they want to do. It's the Colts. It's the Commanders. Those are the two themes to worry about, but really the Indianapolis Colts are the team to watch out for that could come up, sneak up, and try to take a quarterback over the Panthers. But the good thing is there's no team in the NFC South that's right there in between Carolina and Houston that could go out there and trade back and do that. But then again, I don't think there's a team in the NFC South that would be smart by doing that because all these teams need a long-term answer at quarterback, including Carolina. Now, one guy that we hoped back you know, a couple of weeks ago and really a couple of months ago would be that long-term answer was Baker Mayfield. Well, as we know, He's no longer a Carolina Panther. He's now a Los Angeles Rams. What does that mean for the Carolina Panthers? We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and Emmer League out there, from football to basketball to soccer and even esports. They've got you covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and always the easiest to get your betting fix. And head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So on Monday morning, we saw the reports that Baker Mayfield was going to be released by the Carolina Panthers. We found out later, I think it was Joe Person who first had it, that Baker Mayfield asked to be released after finding out that Sam Darnold would start once again in Seattle this Sunday, and that P.J. Walker, who missed the last game the Panthers played in the win against Denver two weeks ago with an ankle injury, that P.J. would be the backup Baker going from QB1 down to QB3 and behind a guy who was number who's QB4 back in the end of July when training camp down in Spartanburg, South Carolina, the campus of Watford College started off. A massive change of events for P.J. Walker and, of course, for Baker Mayfield, who Matt Rule banged the table for one in the offseason, but really didn't do any good by Baker by putting him in an offense that clearly did not suit him and asking Baker to go out there and be a superhero. 
when all Baker really needed to do was be a complimentary piece of this offense, which, as we saw, he was not that in his six starts for the Carolina Panthers going one and five. It's unfortunate. We talked about yesterday. Uh, did he fail here? Yeah, sure. You can say that. Let me be more kind about it. It just didn't work out. And that's also an accurate way to depict things here in Carolina. It sucks. I wish it would have worked out for Baker and for everyone involved, especially all the Panther fans, because the thing was, like I said yesterday, like Sam Darnold, he had a point in time was kind of like, just stick with him, forget it. Like you tried, you didn't get anybody. Why not? But also it's like anybody but Sam. But now we're seeing that, hey, Sam might be the best guy they have in this roster at the quarterback position, which I guess doesn't really say that much because it doesn't seem like they have an answer at all. But, you know, that's where we're at. Baker Mayfield, though, was expected, though, to be claimed off of waivers. And you're the former number one pick. You've been a starter here. You've been a starter in Cleveland. You went to the playoffs before. You've been a good teammate. All Steve Wilkes, all the Panthers players, all they had to say were positive things about Baker Mayfield. And the thought was that the 49ers were going to be the team that most – or that most people were looking at that was going to want to get Baker considering that they had lost Garoppolo, they had Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy as their starting quarterback at this point in time, and they still had aspirations to be a team that could go to the playoffs. Now the problem is, I believe they were 24th on the waiver wire, so it's going to be difficult. They're going to have to need a lot of people to pass over Baker, and there are teams out there that could be interested in Baker Mayfield. One of those teams is their division rival, the Los Angeles Rams, who, surprise, surprise, decided that, you know what? We'll take Baker instead as Matthew Stafford's out for the season with a neck injury. They went with John Wolford for a period of time, the Wake Forest graduate. They started Bryce Perkins, and I guess that hasn't really worked out. They're not very good, and they're kind of like, you know what? Why not? Let's see what Baker has. He's played in this style of offense, having been in Cleveland under Kevin Stefanski, and apparently... According to Ian Rapport of NFL Network, there's a chance that Baker plays on Thursday night. Uh, as someone who's seen Baker Mayfield play um, with a limited offseason, I don't think it's the best idea to play him um, on his third day of work. But who am I? Go ahead, Sean McVay. Knock yourself out. Uh, the Rams have nothing to lose anyways. Let's see what they can get out of Baker. And I guess they're going to get Baker an opportunity in the final five weeks of the season to try and find another opportunity next season. So, hey, congrats to the Baker, because it seemed like once he was done here in Carolina that he was basically done, period. So it's smart by him and his agent to get out, and he's going to get an opportunity, it looks like. So, again, best of luck to Baker Mayfield. So what does it mean to the Carolina Panthers? Well, the Rams, they inherit the remaining $1.35 million of Baker's salary. The Panthers just did a great job where they were only supposed to be on the hook for $4.86 million. Uh, Browns had to do the other 10, and then they gave out other like four or five or three, and whatever it was, Baker Mayfield had to give back, which was a bad decision by him. Baker, just take the money. I get it. He wanted an opportunity. But as we've seen, didn't work out. Just take your money. Take your money. Professionally, though, it made way more sense, of course, for him to come and play, but also financially, it's like, ugh. Man, you're never going to get that much money again, it looks like. But who knows? Baker's going to be fine either way. Um, so the Panthers um, only end up paying $3.51 million of it, and I guess they get about $1.35 million in extra cap space the rest of the year, which they're probably not going to really use. And the Panthers, of course, only lose the fifth-round pick in 2024, which they've already gotten back by trading Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers, who the Los Angeles Rams blocked from getting Baker Mayfield by picking up on the waiver wire. I believe the Rams were fourth in waiver wire priority. So there is that as far as Baker Mayfield. 
his time here in Carolina will not looked not will not be looked upon fondly outside of the fact that um, he was a Probably he was the last straw in getting Matt Rule fired. So there we go. Congratulations to Baker Mayfield for being a part of that trivia question, I guess, that we asked. Who was the final starting quarterback for Matt Rule? It was Baker Mayfield. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So best look to Baker. Honestly, like I told you all when, I, when we got him, I, I always been a fan of Baker. I'm still a fan of Baker. I wanted to work with Baker. I thought it would work with Baker, and I was wrong. So you win some, you lose some. Got the Donald thing right. Got Baker massively wrong. But it is what it is. We'll move on. He'll move on. And, um, you know, whatever. Uh, okay, so the Panthers did make some other moves, though. On Tuesday, the Panthers have signed cornerback TJ Carey to the active roster. Actually made some pretty good special teams plays uh, in the win against Denver. So I was actually kind of stood out to me. I was like, oh, okay, he played pretty well. So he's back on. He's on the active roster now. Congratulations to him. And the most important news of the week, the Carolina Panthers have brought back former Elon quarterback Davis Cheek to the practice squad. If you remember, we had Davis Cheek back on the show back in May when he was uh, signed here as an undrafted free agent out of Elon. And we talked to him about his uh, hopes and dreams, and he's been kind of just hanging out. Now he's back here with his hometown team, so happy for Davis Cheek. Maybe we have to get back on the show. Probably not, though, because it's like there's no point. Um, But, yeah, happy for Davis. And as I've always told people – Elon's mascot's the Phoenix, and what does the Phoenix do? It rises from the ashes. That Phoenix will always rise, and that Phoenix, this Phoenix being Davis Cheek, has risen again, and he is here in Carolina as a practice squad quarterback. And Steve Wilkes was asked about this on Monday. Would they bring somebody else in? Like, would there be any corresponding moves? He said, not yet, but it makes sense that Jacob Eason's gone. Uh, of course, Baker's gone. You only have PJ. You only have Sam. Like, you got to bring in, bring in somebody else for, like, you know, practice purposes. Um, so why not? Like you saw, they brought in De'Aaron King as far as um, just having someone um, there, like for the simulation, so they could simulate and Lamar Jackson. I think Davis Cheek is in here more as like, hey, let's see what he has for five weeks on the practice squad. Like we'll see. I have no idea. There's a great chance he gets cut come Monday. Hope not. But they're going to bring in G- Davis Cheek. I think at least have another body in someone they're familiar with, someone of course who's local and someone that could be a developmental option moving forward. So happy for Davis to get that opportunity. And we'll see how it goes for the Carolina Panthers and for Davis Cheek as they continue to prepare on Sunday for the Seattle Seahawks, a game which Davis will not attend because he's not going to be on a traveling squad. A game, of course, he's not going to play it. But that being said, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie Julian Council. Again, y'all be sure to watch the show. Subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, and be sure to check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show there. And... Be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Or every single Friday, like this Friday, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Participate either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I will talk to y'all on Thursday, as there'll be yet another crossover Thursday with the fine folks over Locked on Seahawks. All that coming up here on Thursday on Locked on Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.